0: Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. Welcome to Love Babs, Love Talk. on Babs Rolls, Ivy. It's the middle of the week. <laughs> it's, it's Wednesday in the Elm. And guess what? It's smoky as hell outside. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're going to come out with a study and say, those of us that lived through this smoky time from Canada, we're going to be like 20% likely to have lung disease or some old thing. Oh humans, what for out thou? humans, what for out thou? Uh I feel a little achy this morning. I don't know why. I think it's an aging thing. So and I, I don't want to say that too loudly because I know the health the health people get all crazy. And I don't want them getting crazy. So I'm just
1: saying. It's a good thing. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, So anyway, uh, I'm good. I hope y'all are good. I had a great, that was a great
0: conversation yesterday with Sticks Bones. I enjoyed that and Ed Tankus and uh, lively. I I am looking forward to going to see them. I'm I'm really looking forward to going to see them at 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 uh at the Branford at the Branford uh show. I think I can make that happen. I'm going to soften this light cuz I just find it to be so harsh. See that see how hot bright that is?
1: But I think I can just I can just soften it with the blue. I think that's a better look yeah that's that's a little softer although
0: it still has shadows right but it's not as it's not as garish and then that makes it a little yellower but then that gives me too too deep too deep of shadow so I think I think that's uh I think the blue is better I'm gonna leave it at the blue for the moment I know working out all these little ridiculous details
1: driving me nuts anyway uh that's the way life goes i'm trying to do the best that i can with what i have so um
0: i forgot what we were talking about yesterday good morning harry and is paul back from Tulsa? is he
1: still in Tulsa? <laughs> is paul still i any any uh Is there uh is there is there any any Paul sightings? Is he in town? I don't even know. So let me know if you see him. Do you need to go get him from Tulsa.
0: We <laughs> need to go rescue him. Let me know. I'm up for that. It's been a long time since I rode in and rescued anybody. I'm happy to do it. So. Uh, I, I, you know yesterday was a was a day, and I'm already feeling the
1: anxiety of today. Let's see what happens. we'll 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 be all right. All shall be well. I just feel a little bit overwhelmed. you
0: know, not not by a lot, just a hair, a bit overwhelmed, just a hair. you know, nothing to. To get all worried or uh, worked up about, so let me go see what's going on in
1: the news. because uh, uh, I, I want to go see what's going on in the news. See what's happening. Uh, yay ta uh, ta da. da, da, da. Da, 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 da. I'm glad. Um. Uh. What is her name?
0: Michelle Boutot is getting some good shine about uh, "Survival of the Thickest" on Netflix. It's really good. I I like it. I like that she's not 20. I like that she is 38, almost 40, and struggling with things, and 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 making 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 away her own terms. That as she figures them out, I, it's a good show. Uh, it's still not my age cohort, but it's a good show. It's it, you know, I I could stand it, and I could. Re- it's relatable to me. It's very relatable. Not to say that everything I watch has to be relatable. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that. What I am saying is that it's a good show, and uh, and I, I like it very much. So there you go. That's all I'm gonna say. I <laughs> will <laughs> go, go get my hair colored because the color is washing out as we speak. So I'm gonna go and uh,
1: gonna go and uh, get my hair color and uh, uh, do all the things that I need to do. Because uh, my hairstylist is going to Jamaica. So uh, I have to uh, uh, get it in. So that's it. So I'm going to check the news while I'm working. I'm working and doing news and, you know. Uh, Let's see. That's it. I know. I, I know people probably hate when I do this, but yo. <laughs>
0: that's the that's the only way this is going to work if I don't work it. Do you know what I mean? Like this is how this works.
1: You know, by uh by uh doing all the stuff. So, don't you worry. I don't know, how do I see this? Huh? I guess I just let it play. It doesn't let me. Uh... Harry, do we have the um, the show up from yesterday? It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's a long show. It just says nine seconds. Oh boy. So Harry, I was trying to pull it for someone and tag people in it and it doesn't seem to be uh, it doesn't seem to be up it only says like nine seconds of it so I don't know what happened yeah it's only giving me nine seconds of the show I don't know where it is so maybe I'll check let me let me check uh oh let me check the new haven independent site
0: anyway um i'm gonna read the i'm gonna check some news out and see what's happening it's summer and everybody's in a everybody's in a um you know in a a summer vibe you know everybody's easing into uh everybody's easing into a summer vibe which i don't blame them because it's summer you know but it's weird because We got more rain coming the next couple of days, like today, tomorrow. And then we've got, uh, uh, I'm supposed to have something happening on the porch on Friday. But it looks like it's going to be thunder and all that kind of stuff. I'm telling you. (laughs) This weather is just a lot. And then I don't know how I could push back on it. I really don't know how I'm going to be able to push back on it. There's not too much I could do. So I guess Paul is here. He had Martin Looney on the other day. So,
1: and uh, let, me, let me see. Okay. Let me see if this works. No. Uh, Harry, do we have yesterday's show? Did it get recorded? Oh, I don't see it. It's there. Refresh. Hit refresh. Yeah. I mean, if you scroll down past that nine second one, you should see it.
0: I see the one now. I'm on the New Haven Independent site. Should I go to the WH site? You
2: could you could stay on the New Haven Independent and scroll down all the way till you get to yesterday.
0: Okay. I see me now live. Hi, Babs. And uh, <laughs> and then I see municipal voice. I see phonics returns, dateline, downer wins ward 19 board of ed endorsement. And then, then me, sticks. Is there another one after that? Oh, then there's another one.
1: Okay. Okay, well, let me send this to people. Because I think this has been the problem. Yeah, I see it. Okay, Oh, let me turn it off. Thank you, Harry. I yeah. always thought I was going nuts. It's like, what is happening? So anyway, let me find out who I can send
0: this to. Oh boy, this is a pain.
1: <laughs> I was like, now nah, I got to go. All right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the link. I'm going to go to Messenger. Oops, sorry, here's the, let's see if that works, yes, there we go, ta-da, and then I'm going to go to my email and send it to them, because I, I didn't pay attention to the nine second one, they were like, uh, uh, here we go, it's two links up, sorry. Anyway, that's the world.
0: <laughs>
1: <sighs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, it was sent it you the wrong one. It sent you the short. Uh, is Paul back in town? Yeah, I guess he is. I saw him on, I think that was him talking to Martin Looney. So tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow Thursday, the New Haven Symphony Orchestra announces their new artistic director. Uh, so. Uh, and and I'm going to be a part of that tomorrow.
0: I'm excited. I'm very excited because you know I'm a huge symphony fan.
1: No, I'm not on their board, but I, I go to the concerts, which I love, love, love. So. Um. Oh, there's um, there's um. So
0: Harry, for the um, when you send this to people, they can actually read it too. They can read the um, the uh, the thing that you sent set up for us. The the other thing, it translates the conversation. Wow, that's pretty. That's a lot. I tell you, artificial intelligence scary. People worrying about wars and immigrants. It's gonna be artificial intelligence that does us in. You know what I said yesterday? artificial intelligence, viruses weather and, and then and then war. <laughs> There's probably a fifth thing too. stupidity, stupidity. I'm gonna I'm a add stupidity to it. <laughs> Does that fall on the humans? <laughs> Let me go find some news so I could so I could really get into talking because now I just sound like I'm distracted, which which I was because I was trying to get this handle. Oh, Canada's differ on drug war. There's a drug war? How should New Haven police respond to the use and sale of drugs? Oh god. This is what we talking about in 2023. All right. And I'm sure there's a, a plethora of comments. Yes, there are. So, New Haven's New Haven's mayoral candidates are putting forward a, a variety of answers to that question, propelling the issue of when and whether to arrest people into this year's campaign. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have a thought about this. Because God knows we locked a, a whole bunch of people on marijuana charges from, from since way back in the day. And people got hefty, steep sentences for, for marijuana sales and usage. Right. And now here we are where marijuana is legal. And so what do you do? Listen, I want to know what do you do with all those those sentences? Do you do you let people out? I get you have to. It's no longer illegal. Oh, maybe that's not the maybe that's not the topic, uh, but that's where I'm stuck. Everything else is just I, I mean, how close are we making other drugs legal? How, how close are we? Because it just seems like locking up people for drugs, unless they are big, unless you are locking up, honest to God, bona fide drug dealers and traffickers. Uh, oh, yeah, Paul is back. Yes, Tom is on vacation. So Paul has editor duties. Oh, so he's working, working, working day and night. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So and so I think we have to really listen. We're not going to get real about drugs in this country. We're not going to get real about drug addiction in this country. We're not going to get a, we're not going to talk honestly about why people have drug addiction in this country. We're not going to we're not going to open treatment facilities for drug addiction in this country. We're not going to do that. You know. We we just prefer locking people up and hopefully they get locked up in a jail that might offer a modicum of of drug rehabilitation maybe. I don't know, each jail is different.
1: So I don't even, I I don't even, I don't, that question is just ridiculous to me. What should we do?
0: Really? We have all day to answer that? We don't, we don't.
1: Phonics returns to summer classrooms.
0: Phonics should have never left classrooms. I, I, I learned phonics. I still use phonics as I'm learning foreign languages. <laughs> that's, how, that's how ingrained phonics is in me. <laughs> I'm learning foreign languages and I'm using phonics to learn foreign languages. That's how deep it is. I, I don't, and I don't understand this sight word mess. Why are we doing that? Why?
1: That's like guessing to me. You put a goat in front of a kid. They don't know it's a goat. But if you put the word goat and you put it phonetically, they could spell it and they could sound it out. Why is this why is this challenging? I don't I don't understand this thinking. I don't I really don't i just i, I you know what I, uh, yeah i don't know what to do about that i really don't so anyway there's a lot going on on
0: the on the news independent and if you if you want some black ass news
1: um that that uh that you wanna see regionally, locally and regionally, check out uh, innercity.com. We have a website and people go to it quite often. So you could could go and check it out and uh, tell me what you think, the inner city. Oh, I think it's the inner city. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the inner city. Yeah. You see, I'm the crazy one. Yeah, I think, I think we're, uh, uh, I think it's the inner city. Look it up. I'm looking up now. The inner city.
0: Before I jump into, uh, politics of the day.
1: (laughs) I I love that they are uh, going on and on and on and on about
0: uh, the 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 uh, the cocaine that was found at the White House.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to
0: make of that. I guess that I guess we are under the belief that
1: some places are sacred and off limits for drug use in the workplace. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what to make of that. So if somebody has some, uh, if somebody, there we go, the inner city news.
0: If somebody has some uh, insight to that, I I would, I'd I'd be interested. So anyway, up on the innercitynews.com site, the innercitynews.com site. Windsor Historical Society of Connecticut finally elects his first black president after 102 years.
1: It's amazing that those kinds of things are still newsworthy. The first black anything in this country. So, mm -hmm. it's interesting. Uh, There's some stuff up, so, uh, there's a new wing place downtown.
0: Woody's Woody's Wings downtown. I used to love wings, but now I don't think I'm I don't think I'm that enamored of wings these days. I don't know. Maybe my palette has changed. Uh, uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson is stepping down from uh Rainbow Push Coalition. You know, he's been, I think he's suffering from Parkinson's disease. And I think he's in his eighties. But anyway, uh, Reverend Dr. Frederick D. Haynes III succeeds him as president. And uh, he is the, uh, it's gonna be the, I'm sure he's equally dynamic. Uh, We we ran the piece on the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority, launches the first ever black-owned female-led credit union for members only credit union uh, which is a good way to leverage money uh, the knickerbocker is having their uh their 79th annual scholarship golf tournament that's coming up uh if you if you are a golfer and you know the knickerbocker golf club is one of the oldest black golf clubs in the country i've been meaning to join you know i, I don't even know exactly what that means but i've been thinking about. Uh, joining them anyway this annual fundraisers um helps them uh give money for kids to go off to college and, and to pr- promote the, the golf through uh their bronze tee junior program so so they have they have golf classes for those that are interested in the game of golf so um so the golf term is, is 175 dollars per golfer the annual golf tournament is an affordable and great fun opportunity to bring your game while improving your network. So pre-registration is required. The event will begin at 7.30 a.m. Registration with, with a shotgun at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday, July 29. Snacks will be provided on the golf course. And the luncheon and awards presentation will be uh,
1: light-hearted, a lighthearted end to the event. That's wonderful. So that's pretty nice. So, so if you're interested, go to the inner city. You get all the information. Um, so, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, let's see. Uh, and you know, we 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 we
0: curate a lot of content from around around uh, around the country and around the globe. And I'm always trying to build something around um from the continent of Africa um and from the countries that um are able to have functioning news wires. so I pull from some places. Um, uh, I try to pull some of the, you know, the uh, uh, national uh political leaders and what they're talking about um, I try to uh, Pull from some of the black public intellects and what they're talking about. So, you know, we try to—I try to do a little bit of everything. You know, uh, and and it seems to work. And of course, we pull locally. You know, we we run the um, the uh, New Haven Independent stuff. We pull from the Arts Council. We pull from the Connecticut News Junkie because it's important to sort of have all that local stuff. And, and uh, it doesn't make sense for us to uh, go on and repeat the will, although I did um, sign on um, to uh, uh, a young man who's going to be writing for us this summer. He's a Yale student. He's going to be writing for us. So I'm excited to see what he how, he, how he gets into it. So that'll be fun. So stuff will be coming his way, my way. Uh, And of course, the digital paper, we have the digital paper up so that you can actually see what we put in the paper, see the paper on a digital, uh, in a digital format, which is really nice because people live far and wide. And, uh, and we don't, we don't mail papers like we used to, you know, there was a time we had subscriptions and we were mailing papers out every week to people. Um, But now people like, well, if you have it digitally,
1: send it to me and it costs us nothing to do that. That's a, that's a easy, that's an easy do. So
0: I, and, you know, we've got some, um, opinion pieces into where we talk about where, you know, black people have opinions. <laughs> and it, and if you want to see them, just go to the inner news.com. We can even see some black people opinions, you know, about Roe v. Wade and, and all these other kinds of things. Um, Uh, you know, election season, and, and, you know, we, 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 we slant toward uh, a democratic uh, support. We slant that way, you know. Uh, uh, So, you know, that's, that's, that's who we are. That's what we do.
1: You know, so we try to,
0: try to put a little bit of everything in there. News, opinion, entertainment,
1: sports, Black history, you know, always something about Black history always, uh,
0: um, and I. every time I pull stuff for Black history, I always learn something new, which has been really nice, you know, whether it's the history, like the historical legacy of Juneteenth, or the, the uh, you know, the famous Black Cowboys, uh, the, or uh, uh, Edwin, Dr. Edwin B. Henderson, the grandfather of Black basketball. Uh, Mexicans of African descent established Los Angeles in 1781. Um, you know, there's a, a Mother Mary Lang, who was the founder of the first African-American religious congregation. Uh, she is tracked for sainthood, because um, I only think there's a handful of Black saints. Uh, and securing the place of the Negro Leagues in baseball history. So. You know, so so there's still Black history to be taught. There's still Black history to be learned, um, and 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 Black history is happening at moment by moment. But there's just some things that we just don't know, and uh, and I try to co- continuously
1: put stuff out there, you know, because if we don't do it, who's going to do it? So, um, yeah. And then there's, you know, there's some really good stuff out there. Some really good stuff. I tell you, I I ate a a tuna fish
0: sandwich yesterday. It really turned me upside down. It was good, but I felt so unbelievably full. And I know it's because, you know, I'm on Ozempic. And Ozempic makes you, is first of all, it slows the digestion process through your body and your intestines or whatever it is. Slow, slows it down so that you feel for longer. So no matter what you eat, you feel like you had a big Thanksgiving meal. Uh, and then it messes with your brain in the sense that it shuts off that desire for more, which which I find quite helpful. So in the beginning I had side effects, you know, but I don't have those anymore and you know you they monitor you closely you know cuz all kinds of you know just like any any drug you know and uh and I, and i see the questions that people have about olympic like do you have to be on this for the rest of your life pretty much i think you know like like anything like i've been on high blood pressure medication cholesterol medication uh diabetes medication more high blood pressure medication for like I think I've been on this stuff for like 20 years, maybe not quite 20 years, but yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I think that my grace has always been because I can't have dairy products. So that has really made a real difference on how my body, uh, how I didn't have diabetes early on. So I'm, I'm pretty much in pre-diabetes mode. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: Uh, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm, I've never been full in
0: diabetes. Well, I was for a minute and then I lost some weight and got back to, now I'm at pre-diabetes level and it's just because of the medications that I'm on. And so if I lose some more
1: weight, I probably could get off all the other stuff and just stay on the one thing. Uh, so I'm just saying. Uh so i mean there's there's far less things less
0: you know i i, I did not for the surgery for, first of all my team was like no you're not doing that uh and and not because they don't believe in the surgery they just didn't believe in it for me because there are other people that have been prescribed it that i know and uh but for me plus i you know i just didn't want to go that route you know. So so I
1: think the Olympic is pretty good for me. And I'm not even at the highest dose yet. So, so we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not even at the highest dose. So we'll see what happens. You know. So I don't even know what's happening
0: with cops reimbursed for broken glasses up to a point. I'm not even going to get into that. But you can go to the newhavenindependent.org and uh, and see it, the, the conversation. read it about it, see it, all the things. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything about it. So I'm gonna leave it right there and let y'all read it and see what you think. And then maybe I'll backtrack and see what the comments are. You know. Uh, that's that's how i'm gonna leave that (laughs) i'm not gonna mess with it
1: i'm just not i'm gonna gonna, gonna leave it right there (laughs) leave it right there leave it right there uh
0: let's see what else is going on i was a flurry of birthdays these last couple of days
1: like a a ton so anyway i um I I know everybody's been following the story about the sister that went missing. You know, she said she saw a kid in the road and and she got out the car to go see about this child and then she disappeared for two days or whatever. And uh, I don't... I don't know what else to say about that. I don't know what else to say. And uh, so she she gets dropped back home. uh, And they take her to the hospital and they do all the things. So I'm just going to withhold my thoughts about this until uh, all the story is told. I, I don't listen. It's hard enough
0: for Black women to, to be believed on a good day,
1: and we have to start with just believing Black women. And and whatever the truth is, whatever it'll it'll make itself known. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I I don't want to I don't want to uh, cast any aspersions. I tell you what,
0: this strike out there in Hollywood, the SAG actors and all the other people joining in, you know, I mean, I I think they're onto something. I think AI is going to hurt the industry because these Heads of these studios, you know, 25 million a year, you know, 26, 28, 30 million dollars a year. And they have the nerve to cry poverty. And these folks that they are paying
1: at the at the bottom of the totem pole can barely make their rent and insurance and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, I just I, I I just know
0: that there is some very loose integrity at play when you don't want to pay people for the work that they do and you think that you could
1: replace them uh you know you could replace them with some other thing
0: uh is uh pretty much unconscionable so i watch friend dresser give her speech and and she's calling them out about how they are treating them and how they don't want to come to the table to negotiate. you know, I get it. It's uh it's painful And I think anybody that is involved in collective bargaining ought to go stand with them. Any Anyone that is 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 uh, in in a collective bargaining union, in a union ought to go stand with them. You know. Because today it's them, tomorrow it's you. Seriously, and uh, and we and we know that collectively, when people are together, that is way more powerful, way more powerful. You know, and they and they are they are beginning to fight for against AI, and and I, I'm starting to sort of see, uh, I'm already starting to see people embrace AI as, as a tool. For furthering stuff, you know, furthering progress, furthering uh, artistic expression, furthering, you know, problem solving, furthering, you know, uh, changing the way we shop and the way we do stuff. And I listen. I I always say this all the time. Harry and I talk about this all the time. I'm not against progress. I'm not against technology. I'm not against um, um, creating new tools for us to have harmony and be better in the world and what we do. What I'm not against, what I am against, is the way that this is going to displace people out of jobs, opportunities. I mean, it really is. It's already starting to do it. I just saw, um, I just saw a piece on Whole Foods somewhere. The whole store is an AI-driven store. You walk, you have to walk, to get in, you have to swipe in and then you just do your shopping and you swipe out because the basket, whatever you put in a basket already starts to tally and total. And and so when you get to the end, you check out and then you have to check out again, you know, swipe out again. You know, and uh, that's pretty, you know, there's already fast food restaurants that are AI driven. Right? Like there's no human component to that. You drive up, you give it, and then it gets your food to you. No human contact. I don't know what you do when you and and if you go in here and make a scene, does it does it shoot you? Like I don't (laughs) maybe shoot you as harsh. What do they do? Like what happens? I, I just think and I get it. You know, when we were kids, we were all fascinated with the Jetsons, right? Remember the Jetsons? You know, uh, uh, George, Judy, Elroy, and, uh, you know, and the dog and
1: the me. Uh, we, we were fascinated with the Jetson. And that was the future. And here we are, the future. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I want robots in my house
0: cleaning. I, that would scare the crap out of me. I, I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I want. Now, do we do we create a whole army of AI soldiers? Because that's next. You know it's next. Because listen, we don't watch the whole AI interview, and you know there's somebody who's gonna mess around and backdoor some foolishness into these AI things. You how could you not? So there's gonna be a backdoor to disarm them and a backdoor. To insert stuff, and you know, whoever's working on this AI stuff is inherently racist already. It's, it's already they're trying to figure out how to how to not make it racist. I think it's got to start with self, but that's a horse of another color. So I, 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 as I said last week, there ought to be ethicists in the room when they are making these decisions about how to program and use this technology. There's got to be ethicists. If you are a tech company, you should have ethicists on your staff and listen to them so that you can make a better product and not just, and even then, if you have an ethicist in the room, you know, there's no guarantee that you'll get it right. But at least if I know there's some people in the room who think about this from a place you know, and please don't tell me morality does not belong in business. It absolutely does belong in business because we've already decided when people work in plants, we're not going to lock the doors. You know, that's collective bargaining for you. That's union work right there. But it's rooted in a moral a, a moral consideration about how we treat human beings in the workplace. So we don't chain them into, uh, we don't lock doors and chain doors in, in sweatshops. And, and plants and factories because we don't want them to go take a break. We don't want them to leave. We don't want them to go to the bathroom. We don't want them to eat. We don't want them to drink. You know, it's that kind of foolishness. Somebody had to say, this is more morally irreprehensible. Somebody had to say that because apparently people didn't think about that. I don't care. These are my workers, my workers. I don't care. I don't. I don't. I don't need to be. I, they, I'm not treating them as humans. So somebody had to make that call. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because that's what they used to do. They used to lock workers into factories, lock the door, chain the door. There's a reason why we don't let little kids work in this country, <laughs> and we we prefer to send them to school. <laughs> There's a reason. Because if it was not for collective bargaining, i.e. unions, little children, whole families would be working in factories. Now, are whole families working in factories in the world? Yes, they are. And there might be some underground here in America. I don't doubt it. But if you caught, you caught. It's not the norm. It's not the norm because we've already decided that morally, we're not going to treat humans this way. And it's, and it was a long road to that, considering that we are a country built on slave labor. And please, white people, don't get all up in your feelings about it. Just embrace the damn truth. I don't understand why. And, and, and listen, white folks, y'all got a whole lot of truth to embrace. <laughs> because before the Italians was white people, they was Italians. <laughs> uh, you know, before, before Irish people was white people, they was Irish and they wasn't welcome. Their size, history records this, no Irish, no dogs, you know, all that kind of stuff. Before there was, before Catholics was white people, there was Catholics. I'm just saying. (laughs) So somebody had to remind through force that we're not going to treat people this way. Somebody had a strong arm industry about this. So I, I dare say the same thing is going to have to happen with AI as people because the technology is so fast moving and you've already started to sort of see Companies and organizations and universities starting to embrace AI as part of everything, everything, you know, and they're singing its praises as as you know this, that, and the other thing, and uh, and unwittingly we are taking ourselves to slaughter. and And hear me, I I am not against technology. I'm not, I'm not against technology. But what I am against is this rush to sort of put it everywhere without thought. Without thought. And nobody's thinking. Everybody's like, oh, I have this new, I have this new thing. We got to use it. And, uh, and let's use it. Let's put it in everything. Let's let's do it. Let's, you know, it's like once upon a time, asbestos was the best, the best product to build houses. It was a good insulator, right? And then 20 years later, we find out it's a carcinogen. <laughs> So now, if you buy a house uh, before whatever, particularly before 1970, you've got to think about asbestos. And if you have it, you either not remove it and let it lay there, or you have to have it abated, which costs a pretty penny. Same thing with lead. Once upon a time, lead paint and and lead and paint was a good idea. (laughs) Once upon a time, lead and gasoline was a good idea. Now, we we understood we understand that we were poisoning ourselves by using gasoline. The exhaust from the fuels was so lead laden that it was wrecking, wrecking havoc on, uh, uh, on the on the on 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 the environment. So we taking taken steps to clean lead out of gasoline. See the point that I'm making is that everything that's a good idea sometimes might not be a good idea 20 years out. And that if we give ourselves some room, i.e. hire some uh, ethicists and folks who think about these things deeply and who think about things forwardly can sort of spare us from causing harm, unneeded harm, if we just take the time to sort of do our due diligence that's all i'm saying that's the that's the point that i'm making you know i'm here for the technology i am i'm here for it I, technology is our friend but it but it can but it can also be our enemy if we are not careful and and not think and and not thinking about this in 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 the future you know new york city is already putting those robotic dogs on the street what could go wrong <laughs> What 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 could go wrong? What could go wrong? Somebody has to be at the table and say, what could go wrong? <laughs> and then and then do a Venn diagram of all the ish that could go wrong. Just just name it. <laughs> and then somebody's got to work on the probability of that. What is the probability? You know, have we worked out every kink? Is there some unforeseen kink in that? Before we start putting robot, robots on the streets as police officers, as gatekeepers, as security, because that's what's going to happen next. That's coming. We, we, we already low-key have it, right, with cameras and cameras that could talk to you and see you and track you. So we already low-key have it. What could go wrong? That's, I always want that to be the question. What could, what could go wrong? And then just follow it to the extremes, so that we can repair it rather than something goes wrong and and now we have to go back and figure this out. How about we try to figure it out in all this in all these deliberations and iterations uh, beforehand? That's how I feel because I, I just feel like we are marching ourselves to our extinction in in, in the quest for Future endeavors, we are we are marching ourselves towards extinction. Extinction, and you know, for every good thing, baby, there's some bad people who want it too. <laughs> so, so for every so everything that we can say, this is a good use. <laughs> there's some people out there that ready to use it for some bad things. <laughs> so let's just be ready. I'm just saying. Let's just be ready. It's a good idea until it's not. You know, I just watched a piece the other day. There's people go, three people going to Walmart and they put one of the little
1: credit card stealers on top of the existing Walmart checkout thing. It's crazy, 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 crazy. It's just crazy. So for every good thing
0: there's some bad things <laughs> you can you can best believe so while there's folks out there making good choices there are people out there making bad choices so i'll be back i'm gonna take a break we'll give me some water and i'll be back in uh, 15 don't
3: you know don't you know Hi, this is Gath, so you it it over over and him. you're listening you
0: to got the over him, 103.5 him FM. Live at me i Back to the second hour of love, babs love talk. So, uh, there's a couple of things I've been paying attention to in the news that is just hilarious to me. Uh, first of all, I'm, uh, I'm I've been paying attention to the, I guess this whole issue of fast clothing, clothes that are made fast and cheaply but stylishly, whatever. Um, like a Shein and a couple of other these little sites. I think Zara is one of them too. Uh, Bazaar is a legit store. Store, um, and she apparently these these places uh, are 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 having these clothes made quickly by slave labor. Honest to God, slave labor, in China and wherever else in the world where they got people making these these clothes cheaply, fast, and and with no regard to the uh, the environment. And and a great deal of waste, waste a lot of waste. And these clothes are not designed to last you a lifetime; they're only designed to last you like one or two washings. <laughs> so so um, this has been so problematic that uh, uh that she and um, according to NPR and if you want pay 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 attention um she violated the RICO Act by stealing people's designs a lawsuit says so so I don't know if you if you if you're on Facebook and you see if you see all these like too good to be true dresses they're fabulous but they they are designs of real designer people who make these dresses for way more than 23 dollars so Sheehan is, is caught up in some, uh, some case. So it's a lawsuit filed in California federal court um, that the designers allege that Sheehan produced and sold exact copies of their designs um, and, that, that, and that they claim Sheehan uses secretive algorithms to, to, to determine fashion trends and algorithms they allege could not work without generating exact copies of artists' work. Now, I've been paying attention to this because there are some designers that I follow um, on some of these sites that seem like they are reputable sites. Um, X Plus, Shein, it's a whole bunch of them that are making these cheap clothes knockoffs of real stuff. Um, And there's this movement underfoot to get people... to stop shopping at these, um, is Shein, Timo. Uh, it's a bunch of little places that are uh, are uh, doing this. And you see the, I mean, the, the websites looks really good. They look compelling. The clothes are gorgeous. You know, it's, you know, I, who doesn't want something for, you know, $20? You know, who doesn't want a ball gown for $20? Like. Uh, and and I've watched the, the folks who are designing these things talk about how they're, they're being, their designs are being stolen and sold for pennies, you know? Uh, and I don't know how you get people, you know, Harry and I talk about this all the time. You know, people want cheap TVs. They're not going to, you know, once you buy a TV for, once you buy a 62 inch TV for $75, you're not, you're not going to ever go back and pay $200 for it. I mean, you're just not. And, uh, and I think, you know, we, we're depending on people uh, to use their better judgment when they are shopping. shopping. But we live in a very fashion conscience, conscious world and people want nice things for not a lot of money. And so I'm getting a whole education on fast clothing. Cause I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, you know, is that, is that rainbow too? Is that forever 21? Is it, you know, what, what is fast, fast clothing, you know, and, 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 and do I need to sort of uh, uh, do I need to sort of, every time I see a site, I have to check. And I'm telling you, that's what (laughs) every time I see a site where I see some clothes, and, uh, and I like it. I go, oh, let me go check. Let me check the reviews if this is, you know. So here here's here I found something on from April 2022 on good on you um, about
1: fast why what is fast fashion and why is it so bad And uh and then I'm gonna give you the list of. Uh, of brands to avoid and this is all from
0: 2022 so this has been going on Uh, and then there's uh, I'm gonna read the one from ethical consumer uh, because this is April
1: uh, 2023 so fast 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 fashion I don't accept any of that so this is written April April 12th by Alex Crumby
0: And uh, what is fast fashion and why? Why is it a problem? Fashion shouldn't cost the earth. I, I agree. So anyway, Alex Crumbie explores the growing concern about the social and environmental impacts of fast fashion clothing industry and sets out what's wrong with fast fashion. Fast fashion is fast in a number of senses. The changes in fashion are fast. The rate of production is fast, the customer's decision to purchase is fast, delivery is fast, and garments are worn fast, usually only a few times before being discarded. The rise of fast fashion has, been, has, has had devastating consequences from its reliance on plastic fabrics and its enormous carbon footprint to its erosion of workers' rights. So this article um, is trying to explain what they mean when we say fast fashion and why it's so bad for people and the planet. So what is fast fashion? In the last few decades, we have seen fashion trends changing more and more quickly. Pressures on workers to produce more at a lower prices have grown alongside pressures on consumers to turn to the newest trends. <sighs>
1: fast
0: changing trends. At its heart, the fast fashion business model relies on consumers endlessly buying more clothes. Brands tempt consumers by offering ultra cheap garments, for example, misguided. And this is, this is a, 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 I would imagine this is a European uh, piece because the money is in um, Lira's uh, misguided bikini and ever-changing new ranges. At the time of this writing, Fast Fashion Brand, Shein featured 21,139 clothes under the new section of its website. So fashion brands have long used new styles and lower prices to attract customers, but previously brands would plan new ranges many months, even years in advance. The pace of change was relatively slow and there was fewer products on offer in comparison fast fashion is focused on responding to ever changing consumer taste as quickly as possible so you take you take uh, celebrity influencers what's hot and you and you want to get it out to the public rather quickly 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 because they want when they see taylor swift in something or beyonce in something or Whoever the influences are, they see them out on the red carpet or in the streets. They want that look. So, uh, for example, the B- in the BBC's Breaking Fashion show, we see Manchester-based fashion fast fashion company in the style reproducing a bodysuit worn by Kylie Jenner. And the company manages to have the piece designed, manufactured and on sale within 10 days of the piece first being worn publicly by the celebrity. That's my point. So if you see it on one of the Kardashians or the Jenner or, or 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 whoever the hell is out there um, wearing stuff that you know, this this has got to be youth driven because I, I I whatever Kylie Jenner is wearing, Bavs Rose Ivy is not wearing. <laughs> No shade to Kylie Jenner, but I'm 40 years older than her or some old mess. First of all, nothing she is wearing is going to appeal to me unless it's jewelry. Anyway, no shade to her. The rise of fast fashion is intertwined with social media and celebrity influencer culture. That's exactly what I just said. A celebrity posts a photo wearing a new outfit and their followers want it. So fast fashion brands rush to be the first to provide. Fast fashion brands often target young people. That's what I said. So-called Gen Zs who have been brought up amongst social media and influencer culture. So in fact, a recent survey found that almost 73% of 18 to 24-year-olds believe influencers can can be held somewhat accountable for the rise in disposable fashion. Oh, hell yes. You don't want it until you see somebody else in it. So of course, the flow of casualty is not that simple. Fast fashion brands are, are not simply reacting to consumer demand. They are creating it. Can you imagine? But the essential point of these brands operate on the basis of constantly of clothes to meet the insatiable and ever-changing consumer demand for all things new. Fast production. So fast, faster changing trends means that producers are under pressure to manufacture clothes more and more rapidly. Factories are expected to produce new lines with only a couple of months notice, meaning that their workload and therefore the amount of employment they can offer to workers is unpredictable and insecure. The drive to produce garments rapidly has has led many UK fast fashion companies to reshore reshore clothing production to the UK, where previously almost all clothing brands sourced from less economically developed countries such as Bangladesh or Vietnam. Leicester, 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 Leicester has become a central hub for clothing production. And many of the scandals associated with Workers' rights in the UK have been found in factories in that city. The exploitation of workers in fast fashion supply chains is partly the result of brands pressuring suppliers to produce clothes as cheaply and quickly as possible. They want to make it fast. And they want to get it to you fast. The average person in the UK buys 60% more clothing today than in 2000. We buy more clothes per person in the UK than in any other country in Europe. And our addiction has grown with online searches for cheap clothes increasing 46.3% during the first coronavirus lockdown. So even if you are out of pocket, you can buy items using. Klarna, which is layaway, right? Like pay over time and other easy credit services. It's post-purchase payment options allow you to defer paying for your garments for 14 to 30 days, much like a payday loan. Most companies offer cheap deals for quick delivery at the time of this writing, which was uh, uh, April, 2023, Boho offered unlimited next day delivery for, for one year for just uh, seven 7,099 $7, euros. Fast use, it's estimated that the average item of clothing is worn just 14 times. And in 2019, The Guardian reported that one in three young women considered an item worn just once or twice to be old. Much modern clothing is not made to last. Due to super fast production, designs are generally not well stress tested before sale. And cheap synthetic fabrics are used in order to keep costs low. Much of it will end up in landfill after only being worn a handful of times.
1: So five things you need to know about fast fashion. Uh. The endless creation of
0: new clothes comes with a heavy environmental price. Every year the sector requires 93 billion cubic meters of water, which is enough to meet the consumption needs of 5 million people. And it's responsible for around 20% of industrial water pollution as a result of textile treatment and dyeing. There are also numerous problems with the materials and processes used. For example, cotton produced cotton production uses 6% of the world's pesticides and 16% of insecticides. The industry also has a heavy carbon footprint, which is responsible for up to 10% of total global carbon emissions and estimated to increase by 50% by 2030. The above problems affect the clothing sector more broadly. But one issue and particularly uh, endemic to fast fashion is plastic. Oh, yo, plastic. How much plastic do clothes contain? Well, I'm going to tell you. The rise of fast fashion has been heavily dependent on synthetic fibers, such as polyester, nylon, acrylic, and elastane which are made from heavily processed petrochemicals, fossil fuels. These materials are cheap to produce. Polyester, for example, costs half as much per kilo as cotton, and therefore allow brands to keep prices low, though with a high environmental price tag. Yikes! Polyester is the most widely used of these synthetic fibers, and is now found in over half of all te- textiles produced. It is generally produced from polyethylene uh, terephthalate, <laughs> better known as PET, a type of plastic derived from crude oil and natural gas. Also used to make items such as plastic bottles. The you. Ubiquitousness of plastic in clothing means that the textile sector accounts for 15% of total pla- plastics use. The only sector that uses more are construction and packaging. Many brands are making a song and dance about using recycled plastics for their clothes. But a recent report by the RSA found that the actual level of recycled content was pitifully low across four major online fast fashion brands fast fashion brands the use of recycled fabrics was a mere four percent our analysis of sheen's website found its recycled content was even lower at only 0.5 percent despite the brand claiming within when selected materials we do our best to source recycled recycled fabric, such as recycled polyester. (sighs) Recycling plastics where possible has some benefits, but, but it does nothing to address the problem of microfibers, the minuscule bits of fabric that are released when clothes are worn, washed, or disposed of that find their way into our bodies and the natural world. So I saw a thing on the news where it talks about, uh, you know, if we get tested, you'll see so much microfibers in our bodies from the water bottles that we use, from the clothes that we wear, to the stuff that is polluting the air, microfibers. So according to the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, clothes release half a million tons of microfibers into the ocean every year. That's a equivalent to more than 50 billion plastic bottles. Oh, we are not good stewards of the earth. We're, <laughs> I, I don't care what we say. So you can recycle all you want, but if they're not using this the materials that we're recycling, what are we even doing? These fibers have been found almost everywhere from the summit of Mount Everest <laughs> To the placentas of unborn babies. I bet you the GOP ain't talking about how we could clean placentas of babies that come into the earth. Okay, so we still don't know the effects that they may have. No, because this is a recent phenomenon. It's going to take a generation before we figure out that this stuff is the cause of this, that, and the other thing. (sighs) How much waste does the clothing industry cause? Well, the industry is also responsible for enormous amounts of textile waste. The amount of textiles being produced globally per person has more than doubled from 5.9 kilograms to 13 kilograms over the period of 1975 to 2018. Many of the clothes brought are thrown away after being worn just a handful of times. The industry produces an estimated 92 million tons of textiles waste annually. The only time I throw away clothes is when they are like worn. Like I can't, they're they're beyond repair. Like I can't stick a, I can't put a patch on it, I can't sew it. It's just torn. Some of this waste consists of items that have never even reached the consumer. Clothing lines that have become outdated and so are destroyed instead of sold. I, there's a picture. Uh, uh, of clo- uh,
1: a landfill i don't even know how uh, i don't even know if you can see that am oh i don't know if you could see it but that's uh that that's clothes those are clothes that's
0: that's like clothes oh my god that is crazy 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 so so that's uh that's a, and that's an image from the ap afp so that's a atacama a a ta, clothing mountain Whew. yikes so why is it bad for workers well let me give you this little bit in order to offer clothes at ultra low prices fast fashion brands need their costs to be low and one of the main ways of doing this is to drive down the wages of garment workers in the supply chain ain't that some ish for years, brands have chased the cheap needle, quote, unquote, around the world, seeking countries with the lowest labor standards so that the garment workers can be easily exploited. And, 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 you, and people don't understand why we, we, we fight so vehemently and passionately for organized labor, for collective bargaining, for unions. Do you understand why we fight for unions so vehemently and passionately for this, for this kind of thinking? Chasing the cheap needle around the world, seeking countries with the lowest labor standards so that garment workers can be easily exploited. That means old people, children, pregnant women, all kinds of people, the illiterate, the infirm people are working. In these places for pennies. In recent years, many UK fast fashion brands have found the cheap needer closer to home. So this is what they were talking about: that they they that they can they find it cheaper to exploit their own people. So Boho has become somewhat the symbol of fast fashion's worker exploitation problem. So numerous exposes have shown that while the pockets of Boho's directors are bursting at the seams, meaning they're getting paid, baby, getting paid. The people who actually stitched the seams of its clothing are paid a pittance, with some found to have been paid under half the minimum wage. That's a lot. That's a lot. And then the violence on the factory floor cannot be dismissed as just a factory level problem. Rather, it must be understood as an industry-wide culture of violence driven by the business model of global fashion brands. Can you imagine? So now, now not only are you not paying people, but they got to deal with harm. They got they gotta they gotta they gotta deal with uh uh allegations of unacceptable working conditions and underpayment of workers. Uh, and and they're not just um they're not just well founded but they are substantially true this is what's happening <laughs> oh, oh my god ah oh. so there is there was a 2022 report unbearable harassment the fashion industry and widespread abuse of female garment workers in indian factories found that every single woman spoken to for the report, 90 of them had either experienced or witnessed gender-based violence and harassment carried out by male supervisors and managers at factories they worked in. So verbal, physical, and sexual harassment exists in every garment factory, not, that, not the one they just covered. It existed before COVID, it exists during COVID, and while and it and it will exist after COVID.
1: Gosh. All right. So in tw- April twenty twenty three, uh, these are the the leading fast fashion brands. Boho, and Boho owns Burton, Coast.
0: Debenhams, Dorothy Perkins, Karen Millen, Miss Pap, Nasty Gal, Oasis, Pretty Little Thing, Wallace Warehouse, and
1: Forever 21, In the Style, I Saw It First, Misguided, Sheen,
0: Quiz. So if a brand is offering, vast numbers of new in clothes usually thousands of new items every day and its products are super cheap
1: then it's a fast fashion brand wow so i am I'm, I'm bringing this up because i see it all over
0: social media this this fashion stuff and and i and i must say I'm I'm tempted too. I see it. And I was like, oh, that's a great dress. I want that dress for $18 or $1.97 or whatever the hell it is or you know, something, you know. I, I see it. And I was like, oh, and then what I have started and I haven't bought anything. I go and uh
1: I go and uh look up that company. And I, I look at the reviews. I
0: go look for the reviews. And what do people say? You know, and, and a lot of the reviews, people are like, oh, I love getting it, blah, blah, blah. But there are people who are like, I found out that this was made by slave labor and I can't in good conscience keep it. Or I found out, you know, or I didn't get it. Or it came and it was shoddily made. You know, all that kind of stuff. But I go and I look. Because I I once you know this, you just can't ignore it. You just can't. I can't, I don't know about you. You probably could ignore it, but I can't ignore it. So, and you know, it's been a while since I bought anything. I, I tend to, uh, uh, I, I keep clothes. So <laughs> what goes around comes around. <laughs> so, so, so what should you do? Well, buy consciously and look for ethical brands. Buy secondhand or repair what you already have. Join a fast fashion campaign such as fashion revolution or clean clothes campaign. Follow the 10 tips to ditch fast fashion. And maybe most importantly, buy less clothing. So that, that was my piece on fast fashion today. It's been on my mind. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I want people to, uh, I want, I want people to to shop ethically, you know, we can't, we just cannot be buying couture for $20. I mean, it's just, because if you do that, you got to know that some child or some woman or some elderly person is hunched over a sewing machine being hassled to be faster, faster, faster for damn near no pay. So you have to let that live inside your brain as you look at these cheap clothes and you go, "Oh, oh, 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 I want that. I want that. I want that. Seriously, you you have to be you have to be thinking that way. you know, And if somebody's listening to me today about fast fashion, uh, I, I hope I gave you enough information about it i feel like i i wanted to learn about this i wasn't entirely sure what was happening i had a sense but i wasn't sure because I, like i said when you go to these sites when they pop up in your and watch when i go to my facebook page because i've been talking about this for 20 minutes it's gonna it's gonna my because my, you know your phone listens to you and and it's, so the
1: algorithms are already starting to turn but i'm plus size so no um uh, we're gonna have a problem. We just have problems. so if you if you could live with
0: it, then that's on you. But if you like me, I, I see things that are too good to be true. and I'm like, oh, that's really, really nice. I'm like, oh, it's thirteen dollars and ninety seven cents. huh? But just know, it's plastic, it's synthetic, it's cheap, cheap. and uh and 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 you're and you're
1: paying for slavery. You're paying for slavery. You're paying for slavery. So
0: just know that. So yeah, sometimes if Kylie Jenner is wearing something, don't go and buy a knockoff. I know this is going to be hard because people are not listening. They want whatever, they want to be out there and they want to live the life of influencers. And I get it. I Listen, I see the clothes too. I see them, but I, I can't in good conscience doing it. Do it because I'm thinking, do I have to be worried about somebody, some child sitting at a machine being held hostage to sew some damn clothing for cheap so I could be stylish? I'm already stylish. So, anyway, I I just brought that up to you. My sister just sent me a message um, at the New York Times Wesleyan University ends legacy admissions. You can't beat them, join them, because you know legacy admissions. What is it? Sixty-four percent of all admissions. <laughs> now, yeah, now you little dumbass kids gonna have to get in like everybody else. <laughs> I don't care if your name is on the building. <laughs> get get them a tutor now, so they can at least get in, pass some exams. Uh, tutors, tutoring gonna go up exponentially now. All these little kids who 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 feel privileged turn down and turn up their noses for affirmative action but but they're on the same on the same card just on the flip side all right okay legacy <laughs> and, and I, I got friends whose kids go to go to the universities and colleges that they work at that they went to I listen there's a lot of that a lot a lot a lot so go ahead leg go ahead
1: Wesley. and wesleyan is an ivy league school so uh you know so what percentage is uh legacy uh admissions
0: what percentage is legacy admissions <laughs> so i'll i'll talk more about that tomorrow i guess because now it's going to make the news. Everybody's going to be talking about it, and everybody's going to follow suit. Or, or the ones that the ones that are not cowardly. So, currently, the Ivy League institutions are estimated to admit ten to fifteen percent
1: of each entering class using legacy admissions. Okay. Fourteen uh,
0: percent of 2022s admitted USC students have family ties to alumni or donors.
1: 10 to 25% uh, are are, are legacy students. Huh, okay. So it's estimated where anywhere
0: between 25 and 35% of admitted students at Ivy League schools come from a family with a legacy status. (laughs) So the more I read, the higher it gets. Uh and they were talking about this in uh 2022 and why schools won't give up their legacy. But now that the Supreme Court in their shenanigans, now they these these schools have to act courageously. So we'll see. So anyway, it's Wednesday. Enjoy the middle of the week. Get out there and enjoy the day. Enjoy your, you know, don't just work eight hours. Enjoy the work that you're doing. Get out there, see the world, and be nice. and and throw your stuff away and recycle. (laughs) I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, Harry. One hundred three point five FM. Live. Streaming live at.